everyone, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. We're on episode number 42. And in today's episode, I got to hang out with the awesome David Burns. David is the founder of the DJB Food Group. He works with startups to medium-sized businesses to really help them grow and deliver on their goals. Using his extensive knowledge of the industry and passion, David can assist with optimizing sales, reducing risk, and just eliminating the chance of them wasting precious time and money. David delivers some great content on LinkedIn, so I highly recommend you checking him out and connecting. But in this episode, we talk about the mistakes David sees startups doing all the time and how to eliminate them. We also talk about trends and opportunities David sees in 2020 and beyond. I hope you enjoy this episode, but all you got to do is chill out, switch off and enjoy episode number 42. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt. Your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Hello, welcome back everyone. Episode number 42 today, and I'm with someone that I've I've followed for a while, uh, but we've only just been in contact um, probably for around about four, five, six months, to be honest, and... We had a catch up, and I'm in the presence of David Burns. So, thank you very much for joining me, David. Great to be here, thank Ben. You. Thanks so much. No, thank you. And I think I I post a lot on LinkedIn, but you post some post some posts, and <laughs> they're actually uh, of high content and high value. So, uh, before we go into it, like, who is David? And uh, we'll go we'll go and uh, listen to your journey if you want to. Yeah. No. Nah. Excellent, yeah. So I'm uh, British born and bred, yeah. like your good self. Yeah. used to uh, holiday up to where my grandparents used to live, which is near where you're from, oh, really? actually, up north. Oh, right. In St- Stockport, you're oh, nearby. Yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah, cut a long story short, I was uh, born in on the south coast of England, beautiful little seaside town. It was a population of 70,000. And um, enjoyed a great upbringing. And then in the late 80s, I... Uh, uh, came out to Australia after after quite a um, you know significant travel yeah. period around London and the UK. So going way back, chef by trade, believe it, believe it or not, I keep I keep that a bit secret. Otherwise, you just end up cooking the barbecue every every time you go to a barbecue and uh, cutting the birthday cake, you oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's right. And then um, so hot sweaty kitchens of London and Europe for you know the first decade of my working life, and then came to Australia, same capacity, and then. I uh, was really fortunate. We, I had a lucky break to join Coles Supermarkets uh, in the yeah. mid '90s. Another employer, man. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, actually, in that capacity, yeah. believe it or not. So, we, you know, not a lot of people know this, but in 1995 through to you know '97, '98, um, Coles. You know, we were cooking in store and blast chilling in oh, store, wow. and uh, and selling meals out of the delicatessen in you know a dozen stores or more around Metro Melbourne, and then. Uh, and then I was very lucky. I, then I had the opportunity to take that concept to suppliers and you know develop the beginning of what was then the beginning of the ready meals era. Okay. Back in the mid nineties, and uh, and then that very quickly morphed me into the buying ranks of Coles um, delicatessen. And then my last three years at Coles, I ran the in-store bakery business for Coles and, and Barlow at the time. Yeah. So being you know all the all the procurement for the. The flour and the frozen dough and the par bake, and it's you know great to see the bake, the Coles Bakery now has just really kicked on yeah. to be a great great little offer. So that was my Coles journey. Then I that was ten years, and I joined BP, um, pulled together the Wellbeing Cafe offer for BP here in Australia, okay. and went on to lead the merchandise team 
So that's a whirlwind trip up to 2010. I had a, um, a hiatus out of food with um, Repco Auto Parts, actually, which was fantastic. Some time with Metcash in Sydney. And then uh, in about three and a half years ago, I, I started this little journey of my own, which was um, kicked off with a, a, a colleague of App, a mutual colleague who's also been a guest on your podcast, oh, okay. Vicky from yes, Jamais Fine fantastic. Foods. So I started helping Vicky and her husband develop her nutritional lattes. A lot of people would know Vicky and the brand and her product range. So we developed that range and the branding and packaging and did a road trip to, to get that out into the marketplace. And then it's it's really just snowballed from there. So primarily working with small to medium food and beverage brands yep. and food businesses as well. Um, also some large um, companies also. Um, and also the startup scene, so um, never a dull moment, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So you're in you're in an interesting place because yeah, like you say, you you're with the startups, and is that the main focus where you wanted to go, or do you just find yourself just going into that uh, space? Yeah. Look, I do a lot of work with startups. A lot of people, um, a lot of there's a couple of projects at the moment that haven't started, so even pre-startup, wow. uh, which is even better because you really get to help from uh, with a clean piece of paper. Um, but I'll, you know, we also work with businesses that have been established for quite some time. I spent a few years with, um, or eighteen months or so, with uh, with Remedy, yeah. uh, Remedy Kombucha, yeah. quite quite Which recently. Exploded. Yeah. yeah, but I do love. Uh, if you ask me, what do I love doing most of all? It is, you know, developing products and brands from scratch. There's absolutely no doubt about it, because then you can really use your creative license and and you know really try and get it right first time with the guys um, without wasting a lot of time and money. Yeah. Perfect. So, got a few questions for you because yeah. I think people love to hear like literally the the hurdles that people face the rights the wrongs and i know that you've been through it all so yeah. i just want to tap into your knowledge for everyone who's listening um what are the key lessons like, yeah what are the lessons where you guys go come on just think about this from yeah stage one uh, yeah yeah no really great question and uh it's probably a two-pronged answer so and and again this would be applicable for a startup and even you know large organizations grapple with this as well so first piece is this is a whole concept around commercial viability yeah, okay, yeah. which um i'll break into two parts so you know the first part is your your product idea is that going to be viable you know is it going to meet or exceed a consumer need that ideally hasn't been met yet um, and then work backwards from there I mean it's it's as entrepreneurs we have great ideas in our head but you know a lot of them are never going to work you, you know we get money so, from them. Yeah. yeah we get so passionate about the idea you just can't see the trees from the forest so so that is um, you know really really important and there's notion that we talk about around you know be different Try and be different, not better. Yeah. Because okay. um, you know, being better than another brand is never is not going to be adequate. Mm. So you've got to really try and be different. And there's lots of different ways to be different. Um, so that was really important. And then the other piece um, is the financial uh, viability. Yeah. So I'm absolutely staggered. I've you know worked with some brands who have been around for two, three, four years plus, and 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 have never really understood. Um, you know the financial requirements to to have a successful food or beverage brand. Yeah, okay. So, and uh, in, in Australia, it's particularly difficult because of our geography and our landscape and the logistics and the cost to get, you know, a, a product around the countryside. Yeah. So, so around about one dollar of um, cost of goods 
equates to you know between four and four dollars fifty retail yeah. sell price. Yeah. So if you've got a two dollar cost um, and it's a it's a drink, for example, then you know really to make everyone happy along that value mm-hmm. chain, it's going to have to retail for eight or nine dollars, which is not viable. So um, you know it's a big challenge. So my my advice to people when I'm talking to them about the financial side of their business, especially in the early days of product development, is just understand what your retail sell price needs to be and work backwards from there and uh, determine what the cost needs to be and if you can't do it then don't do it you know you know just uh, come up with another idea mm. basically because it's going to be it's going to be a long road yeah interesting yeah because there's so many and I was I was chatting to a, manuf- a large manufacturer in Australia and he sees he, he follows yourself and he follows all the brands that you follow and I follow and he just goes, how are these guys making money? Like, and with the presence of online, and, and he's going, how are people buying it? And mm. I'm going, yeah, pe- people are buying it, but it, it's so true that if people don't know the cost, yeah. like postage, yeah. margin rates of distributors, then margin yeah. rates of retailers, yeah. your own margin, that yeah. whatever people work yeah. off. And I think... Especially knowing my world, people think that brands are working off 40, 50% margins, and it's it's, no. not, it's not true. It's, and that's right. And so what a lot of people do, they, they, they have a contract manufacturer or they're mm. manufacturing, and that's the cost. Mm. They don't negotiate that cost. They just yeah. use that as the base, and then they work it from there. But I, you know, I advise people to really, really work your butt off to get the cost right down mm. as low as you possibly can and ask the right questions of all the people that are you know invoicing you for a cost of whatever it might be, ingredients or your packaging or your finished product. Because uh, you know that'd be that'd be that all be making money. Mm-hmm. So you know you need to put your foot down and get get the cost down. Yeah, for sure. Ah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and I'm going to touch on. Oh, go for it. No, yeah, yeah. and the other and the only other piece. Um, uh, so that was, I guess, the commercial viability. Mm-hmm. And the other piece is um, really understanding that it's not just about the product. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot more that goes into creating a successful brand. So, um, and I actually, I was so passionate about this. You I did, did a video I did, on this, didn't I you? did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it got my so, it got you a know, lot of attention. Yeah, yeah the, you know, your product versus your brand. So, you know, my view is if you're developing a product, that that product is going to be a great product. Mm-hmm. It's going to taste good. People are going to enjoy it. It's going to meet a need. So, therefore, you know, the brand and the essence of the brand is, uh, is more important. So, what does that mean? So if you took your product away, what does your brand actually stand for? You know, it needs to, it needs to resonate with people. So when they think of your product or brand, they actually mm-hmm. think of your brand and the meaning first. And then there's this whole piece around, you know, the packaging itself. So the, the look, the feel, the design, the functionality and the st- sustainability piece now, which is enormous, yeah, as you know. Um, yeah, so all, all, you know, very, very important um, um, and arguably more important. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And all the brands that you work with and are working with uh, this year in 2020, is there any traits that they all seem to have or are they all different? Because what I'm picking up, what we're on episode 42 here, is there seems to be a lot of same traits with all these entrepreneurs. Like They don't let anything get in their way. Like They just keep stubborn, to be honest. Like They just don't let anything stop them. Is there anything that you... Yeah, it's a really good question. I think there's definitely a piece around, uh, you know, this is this is movement around just almost being in denial Mm. um, that ultimately what you are doing is is, isn't going to end up being where you'd wish it to be um, for a myriad of the reasons that we've just spoken about over the last ten minutes. Um, And I think there's also a piece around, you know, fishing where the fish are, and you know, keeping the meat on the bones. 
you know, I, I do a to-do list of actually what not to do yeah, on, yeah, on a yeah. Monday morning because yeah. it's so easy to get <laughs> yeah. derailed and sidetracked into doing, you know, get to 6 o'clock in the evening and you go, what do I do today? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's just be, you know, really sort of disciplined about keeping the meat on the bones with what you're doing and, you know, everyone wants a piece of your time. So um, that'd be the two key things, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Ah, oh, lovely. And... This year's plans. What uh, what's in store for you? Because I know you travel to all the expos, which is fantastic. And we're talking potentially we we might be at Expo West together. Uh, yeah, need to get that signed off and uh, looked at. But yeah, where, yeah. Where where's in store for yeah, you? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to go. Uh, to, I'm looking to go to Dubai in February um, to Expo um, the Dubai Expo. Mm-hmm. Uh, early or mid February. Wow. Um, I've actually never been to that part of the world, so I'm intrigued to see what goes on there. Yep. And um, and then yeah, I'd love to go to Expo West yeah. in March as well. I think the west coast of the US is you know reputationally, and I think it's it's correct. That's where the trends do begin mm-hmm. in LA there. So um, I look forward to that. I've got a, a really big project just kicking off actually um, around trends themselves yeah, okay. and. Um, Really getting into the micro detail and and um, you know developing a, a service around around future trends and really you know because I think a lot of the trends we see and uh, read at this mm. time of the year yeah. are uh, they're already kind of happening yeah. in one way yeah. one way shape yeah. or form. Jumping on what's yeah, been developed by someone that you know. That's right, uh, and I'm not sure anyone says you know kombucha is going to be a big thing in two years' time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, so I enjoy that, and then really uh, so lots of projects kicking off again. So really, um, you know, just personally just trying to create a bit more structure and try and practice what I preach when I was just talking about, you know, focusing on what really matters and uh, not getting distracted. So, yep. um, but yeah, a bit more travel later in the year. But yeah, another 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 big year, no doubt. Fantastic. Yeah. And when you go to these expos and you, you're at Anuga uh, last year, what do you, because, and I go with with a plan. What's your yeah. plan of attack? Because you could just walk around aimlessly for three, four days. And you do. Uh, and you do. And eat in a lot of samples. What's your plan of attack for anyone who's listening that wants yeah. to go to an expo and get the most out of it? Yeah, well, for me, I had two two objectives. One was to, um, I had some brands I was working with mm-hmm. where, obviously I went to London before, I've got partners in London, so we're looking to trade in the UK. But at Anuga itself, I'm always looking out for something that I think could resonate here in Australia that isn't here yet um, to potentially bring that product in. So one of those was a brand called Karma Bites, uh, yeah, which I I'll know. show you over there. Yeah, and they're, they're fantastic. At, they're actually puffed uh, lotus seeds, mm. so it's in that you know healthy healthy snacking sector. Five flavors, in between a popcorn and a sort of a quinoa yeah. chip sort of category. Really cool. And so he's a lovely guy. They're, they're manufactured in India and they've been successful in the UK. So that's what I'm there for. And I, there was some other you know quirky stuff I saw, but um, so that's what I, that's primarily what I'm there for is to look out for one or two gems yep. that we could you know get a you know some serious stuff happening here what, before anyone else does yeah, yeah. <laughs> see who can yeah. get there first yeah because those lotus puffs they're they're fantastic yeah right? they are. They're, very good we tried them and like with flavor it's kind of like a healthy popcorn like it is a bit yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. i think they'd live with the healthy chip area yeah. but they, they are they are similar to a popcorn yeah so touching yeah. on lotus puffs and expo travels yeah where are you seeing the trends for 2020 yeah. and beyond 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, you and I laugh about this. Actually, you see a lot of publications on trends for 2020 and beyond, and they're all very similar, and, you know, they're all up and running, but equally they're... You know, I love I love this movement of alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think it's such a it's a brilliant thing. So kicking off with if we go back a decade or a bit over, it was alternative milk. Yep. Started off with soy milk and now almond milk and like anything you can shake a stick at milk, anything that's wet and in a and in a yeah. tetra pack. Uh, and then the dairy movement followed behind with the cheese, the milk, and the egg. And now we've got this meat alternative movement. And now there's alcohol free alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I saw your note on it the other day. And then you got alter- alternative proteins. So you got the cricket movement, yeah. and I think you know the crickets themselves whole. I, I, you know, I'll share your view. It's going to be a tough one, but the powder, I think, is a real mm. thing. I think that can be big. Um, so that's that's kind of you know I love looking at all that stuff, and that's just that's just not going to stop. I mean, in ten years' time, there'll be alternatives to these alternatives. Yeah, correct. Then yeah. there'll be alternatives to breathing, probably one day. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so my personal views in terms of, you know, a couple of trends that I see accelerating that maybe you don't see or hear a lot about. And one of them is, uh, you know, a couple of couple of areas that are going to be very important to consumers in terms of health. And that is um, brain function mm-hmm. and your skin. So skin is our largest organ. Um, and uh, I think anything, um, any, any food or beverage... That is going to assist function, uh, brain function, and you, you know, skin. We all like to have skin, good skin. I know there's been a huge collagen movement, yeah. but I think there's 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 bigger and more juicier stuff to come over the hill. And uh, so, brain brain function, or you know, whatever ailment that's um, you know driving you know sickness um, in that's linked to brain function. That that is that is the condition that people are going to live with the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that ain't going to go away anytime soon. So um, and then my favourite one, you don't hear a lot of talk about this, and again, this isn't new new, but I think it could become semi mainstream in time, and it's linked to um, you know I call it the diet club. So we've had the the paleo movement mm-hmm. and the ketogenic movement and the Atkins diet, and now this huge veganism movement and it's high protein diets and all these. We'll call them diets, they're called a lifestyles, but we'll call them diets for this exercise. But the one that I think um, will really gather momentum and um, uh, is, uh, is, is actually fasting. And I think it's quite funny that you and I in the food industry talk about fasting because we don't want people to fast, <laughs> we want them to eat. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I've, I've, I've done some juice fasting myself personally, so I have, I have personal uh, experience of not eating for five days and just drinking five bottles of juice and that's the uh, that's the obvious reaction but i must say for myself personally it does make you feel amazing and ironically you know you get to day five six and you just feel so energized and uh cleansed and Mm -hmm. detoxified it helps your um it actually does help your brain function as well and uh, cleans up your skin and gives your organs a break and you know, marginally controversial, still slightly, depending on which journal, journal you read. But I do, um, on a Saturday morning, the park run, oh, yeah. Albert Park here. Oh, yeah. I, I've done that a few times. Yeah, I did my fastest... You probably me. <laughs> no, not quite. I did my fastest um, park run after, directly after a, a juice fast. Yeah, okay. So, um, you know... And the challenge, I guess, with this this movement is um, you, you're breaking a serious habit. Mm. You're needing to break a serious habit, which is eating. Yeah. Um, 
but for me personally, I also um, um, I get a few skin cancers over the years. I had one diagnosed; they're not serious. You just get them burnt off, and in between being diagnosed and going to get it yeah. taken out, I fasted for the seven days leading up, and it actually disappeared. True story. Ah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think uh, so. Coming back to you know food trends and what does that mean for mm. food and beverage manufacturers? There's there's definitely an opportunity. I think for you know it'd be a you know, a four or six pack of really supremely high quality juice yeah, okay, that's yeah. specific around um, helping people fast, whether that's for a day or two days, mm. or intermittent fasting, which is, you know, the 16 hours overnight yeah. and, you know, have something to eat at 11 or 12 o'clock in the morning. I think, uh, I think the key with this one is there, you know, I think there is a link to longevity. Uh, so starting to get into consumers understanding that if I consume this or in this instance if I don't consume this and that's you know become more evident that it's going to help me basically live a healthier life and live longer as well so I, I would I would predict I'd love to sit here in two years time it's probably a two-year forecast can't see anything traumatic happening sort of imminently although there are a couple of really cool brands one's called karmic juice okay. which I've used before and uh, there's another there's another one also in uh, I think it's in New South Wales. Um, I had it written down, but I can't find it. But they were um, very, very good. Also, Juiced Life they're called. Oh, okay. Juiced Life. And they have uh, have shops as well. So I would. Uh, I think that's coming. Interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was reading something. It was literally this weekend um, around the kind of nootropics there. The mentality, the clear Eutropics, brain, yeah. brain performance, yeah, and a lot is being driven by the the e gamers. So literally, people wanting to play um, PlayStation professionally and kind of tournaments. Oh. And I don't think people understand how big these tournaments are, especially US and Asia, where millions are watching people just playing games and people are playing themselves, and they need a clear head for hours on end. And totally, they're the ones driving yeah. a lot of this kind of. They want a Red Bull, but without the crash, kind of. Yeah. And I find it, and it's, yeah. it's picking those pieces like you do, where you pick the different trends yeah. inside, in the different tribes and the different yeah um, beliefs and yeah together. And before you know it, and I think with what you just said in conjunction with which what I was just talking about, there's this nutri cosmetic mm. movement coming, which is um, you know it's about ha hair, skin, and nails. Uh, but from the inside, yeah, so okay, yeah. like collagen's been yeah. one example. But I think there'll be more of that. Where yeah. you know, if you like that, if you like the fire from within, yep. then you're going to look even more beautiful than yeah. you know painting it on the outside. Fun. And that's for for men and for women, guys. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's literally coll collagen's just version one of uh, many versions that can be done. So absolutely, yeah, it's an interesting space. Like I had a podcast a few ago with a futurist and he believes that yeah and people who listen that it's only just begun like literally the next decade to two decades things will just change dramatically over like yeah the slow progress that we get into now with well-being and people actually realizing food can do a lot to your yeah mental health physical health food is food as medicine is a yeah. real uh, it's a real movement for sure for sure and i think it actually will become easier to predict what's going to come next mm. because you know there's been some radical stuff that's occurred in the last maybe five years yeah. it's not so radical now so therefore you know you could you could argue that you know within within reason any you know, anything is possible mm. yeah yeah let's hope people do their research and uh yeah. <laughs> don't waste <laughs> time and money yeah, that's at right end, at the end of the day there's a lot of expensive piss uh out there <laughs> yeah. uh, 
who knows but thank you very much for your time Dave. No, no. I think that's some pleasure some real insights there and if anyone wanted to get in contact yeah if they're a brand or even if they'd wanted to follow the retailers stuff that you do, yeah. for sure yeah so um website uh djbfoodgroup.com have to had to think there and email uh, david at djbfoodgroup.com and then uh, yeah love to hear from you and i'm Perfect. sure sure we can sure we can have a chat yeah great and you're on linkedin and I you am. post some great stuff on Thank there you. and definitely highly recommend checking out the video you might have to repost that video again yeah i'll do that uh, okay i'll do that in february special when request releases because <laughs> uh, yeah it was it was fascinating yeah, so. happy new year mate thank you yeah, yeah. you too and hopefully uh, have a good successful year yourself yeah you too Fantastic. thank you so much thank you very much